You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. The following podcast has been recorded in 4-3 ratio to maintain the artist's original vision. Pogues, it's great to be here. Uh, I'm so happy we're finally able to do this, a, a, a proper cut of our reaction to Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. As you all know, the first cut, uh, the first cut of our reaction to Justice League was mired in studio interference. Those guys just, <laughs> those suits just could not leave us alone. They really wanted to so cut out notes. so much. My political commentary, uh, my running gag about Family Matters, uh, all the the sort of um, hinted at romance pl- subplot, all that stuff, all that stuff got tossed out. So I mean, well, then remember they the... they had Mike Hayes come and finish directing it, which I thought, was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and 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 he added a lot more burps than I think most of our audience was ready. ready yeah, for. yeah, <laughs> it was, that was a gag. They were not ready for it, <laughs> but of course. We're back with our original vision. We're here to talk about our original take on Zack Snyder's original take on the film that he was working on, then wasn't working on, and now was working on. Is, is anyone still interested? Are you still listening? That can't be possible. Yeah, I you wonder, can't possibly if, if, still be listening. If now that it's out, if it's just like dead to the world. Like now that uh-huh. you can watch it, people are like, I don't give a shit anymore. I was surprised by its uh, the the um, the proliferation of it because I had I had like I had like a a manager in a meeting at work ask if anyone had watched it yet. <laughs> I was like, "What? That's weird." I thought it was just nerds. Like I thought it was just like ten nerds that wanted to see it. <laughs> like I didn't think it was people. You know, like human people. Well, I imagine um, though because of the amount of press it got. Yeah, that's fair. And then coupled with the fact that like everybody you know turned on whedon because it turns out he's like a huge piece of shit as a director i think that just made it all the more you know like there was just so much going to make people like oh this is interesting it was something that's never really been done you know there's director's cuts but never is there go back and film yeah 40 extra minutes of a movie we, we often hear about director's original visions that never actually came to fruition. I mean, this is an entire movie of, like, uh, Zadarowski's Dune or whatever. So there's, like, like, like super... Uh, our documentary, I mean. Um, so there's super interesting stuff that we wonder, like, what if? But um, to, to, to see it come to fruition and then, like, be marketed, you know? Like, like HBO Max and stuff were like, check it out. Zack Snyder said, fuck you, studio. <laughs> Do you think it's going to impact, like, him working in other movies? Like, you think... Like producers are gonna be well, worried that I mean I if think we don't, if we don't give him slack, he's gonna make a Zack Snyder's cut of to the I, the Owls of Gahul two, whatever he's working on. <laughs> I feel like the one of the other reasons this happened is because of the reason he had to leave the project the first time. That is fair. It was legitimate. I, it was it wasn't creative differences. No, it necessarily. was. I mean, it was a very sad story. His his daughter committed suicide. And right. So he left to be with the rest of his family to deal with you know a very serious issue. So I feel like that played into it. Like, had he just left or the studio had kicked him off, I don't know if there would have been as much traction to bring him back because of that sort of, you know, had he been kicked off because he was doing a bad job or something. But because he left for, you know, such a sad reason, and then the movie was so reviled when it came out, the original cut, and then to hear that it turns out, because, you know, everybody claimed when it came out that Whedon had, which I, I still don't understand how he did this, because Snyder left with a week left in principal photography or something. 
So I don't know how much Whedon could have possibly reshot, but apparently it was the entire fucking movie, according to what people are saying. So, yeah, browsing, having, having, having sort of browsed the original, uh, and then of course, if you're unaware, we watched the first, what, three chapters, uh, which equates to about two hours of the film. A yeah, we got up halfway. to part four. Oh, God. Which oh, is God. also odd when you're watching a movie and like a black title card comes up and says, part four, and then yeah. a quote from the, the, the part that's about to happen. That it's was really orienting. weird. Really, really weird filmmaking. It feels as almost as if they, someone should have just like made a DCEU HBO show. Right? Yes. Like, wouldn't that have been better if Zack well, Snyder directed like a series of episodes? Well, you know, that was like originally supposed to be the plan. It was well, supposed to be released <laughs> as a TV show. And then I think they realized that there was really only enough stuff there, even with reshoots, to basically make a four-hour-long movie. And they are like, well, we don't want to release four hours where, like, four four hour long episodes or eight basically be episodes it would basically be like a mini series at that point yeah and it'd Um, be too hard to cut you know because you got to leave like yeah hooks for a mini series you can't because i mean when you look at it it almost feels like that's what the parts are like he was originally dividing the movie up to be episodes of a tv show and then they realized the last ones are going to be like 15 minutes a piece and they're like fuck it just make it a movie it's super strange, too, because folks and I were talking about this beforehand, and I'm sure we're not the first persons to mention it, but, like, Batman v Superman introduced Wonder Woman, like, vaguely, mm-hmm. but, but and her movie wouldn't come out. vaguely introduced Bruce Wayne, too, because right. this was not, the, this is not like Christian Bale's Batman. This is a whole different Batman with a different background they don't ever really explain. We only get Man of Steel before this movie, before Batman v Superman. And Batman v Superman is, I, I think, by everyone's standards, a train wreck. I think people no, are he, far... Some people love it. And they say the director's cut of that is better. But I'm like, 30 minutes Oof. is not going to fix yeah. the story problems. Unless Absol- the 30 minutes not. added are a brand new story that doesn't suck. <laughs> Whereas I've seen a little bit more positive, you know, reaction to this Zack Snyder cut. I, I mean, it's still... it's still a fucking thing we're about to get into but so so yeah that was my thing when they originally said he was going to do a cut and they're like it's going to be so different i was like oh is he just going to basically refilm the movie the way he would have filmed it and i was like boy that's risky we mentioned this on the mini so because the movie the original justice league movie is shit i we never watched it for the podcast and i never personally saw it but like even people i know who are like dceu like apologist you know like I, I have a friend who tried to tell me that suicide squad isn't as bad as i think it is and i was like that's fucked up you know because that movie's shit i don't care if you love dc that's fine but that movie's fucking garbage and so i feel like those people are the ones who are like oh this you know like that's who this movie was geared for is like those sharp i forgot i was even fucking going with the sense. <laughs> it's gone i don't remember how i started it like midway as i was just talking i was like i don't remember what my point was when i started talking well what i was trying to get across is that um is that none of the characters are given a a classical introduction in any of the movies yes yes yeah we'll go back to super duper which is super duper straight i mean i mean man of steel introduces superman that's it batman is sort of just like tethered into superman's story that's the thing and they don't even really explain like if you were not a batman fan i don't think you would get what was supposed to be the symbolism of the shot in batman versus superman where you see like the robin hood outfit and right. it, like joker's written on it it's like clearly that's supposed to be a reference to the famous batman story death in the family where joker kills 
Tim Drake, and it turns out he's not actually dead. He comes back later as the Red Hood because comics are pretty unoriginal, and uh, they love to bring back people they've killed off. But uh, yeah, so it's like that's not even really like a good introduction. They they show his parents getting killed, which I feel like at this point is you know it's like you don't need a Spider-Man origin story. Everybody knows yeah. how Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. Everybody knows how Clark that Superman is from another planet. Everybody knows Batman's parents got killed. You don't have to explain it to me anymore. I've got the gist of it. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, and we saw this successfully done in Homecoming, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. He just where has the powers. We understood the lead-up, but still, that movie gave us an opening into the character that we are now going to experience. Because even if even if it's just a recast of a character, what we end up with a, a complete change like this, going from like you know the Christopher Nolan Batman to the you know Batfleck. Um, is that we have a whole different take. And, and obviously Zack Snyder had an entire different vision. So I feel like what we're set up for is learning more about those characters, but we, we can't in Batman v Superman because he's just tethered to some Superman story. Mm. And then, and Wonder Woman is, is a weird, just sort of like, like, da- like character Wonder that dashes in and out. Wonder Woman is just tossed in. And then there's like a photo that explains who she is. And this movie's the same thing with Cyborg. Cyborg suddenly appears looking, I mean, I gotta say it, fucking insane. He just looks insane. He is this big silver, <laughs> insane, scary fucking monster looking creature in this. Like, I, I will part say of it, it's weird CGI, but his but yeah, he, his problem comes down to a lot of most of this movie's problem, which is the CGI and character design in this movie is not good. It's strange, and it's strange because I know that all the MCU movies are filmed, you know, predominantly on like 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 parts of real sets with a, j- a, yeah, j- a ton green of green a ton of green screen and when they're in space it's like probably all green screen and there's definitely scenes in like Endgame or whatever where you, or infinity war where you can see like you know tony stark's head is floating a little awkwardly on his you know iron man body there are definitely moments but generally i don't ever watch an mcu movie i think to myself ugh, like ugh, what's, what am i looking at yeah but, like between between the um between the fucking uh, the bat the, the the Superman mustache sequences that were confusing in, in the original Justice League cut that I don't know may reappear we'll we'll find out, but also like yeah Cyborg looks wrong in every shoot he is so inhuman looking with the sort of like weird his, stance and walk and his head floats around his CGI body and the just, problem is oh, is like so weird they should have just made him look like a person, but all of his limbs are metal like they should have instead they what they did is he's like oddly blocky in places but not all places and so he has like a sort of crappy iron man sort of attempted suit on and then it's not really well done and you can tell sometimes he's it's just his hands and so he's like constantly has his hands like in his pockets because they don't actually have prosthetics for him to wear that mimic the robot hands he's supposed to have so it's like really jarring because you can tell while filming it that you're like he's only in half of a suit of prosthetics so when they show him outside of his suit he looks really weird because he's too big now like when you see him in the hooded sweatshirt earlier it's clear that's just the actor in a hooded sweatshirt he's not wearing a robot suit underneath of the hooded sweatshirt you know so it's just the size he is normally with like a little bit of padding but then when it's off you're like well that's not what that looked like when he was in the jacket like that's that's a whole different body so it's very and it does not look good. His CGI looks especially bad, and then the other one who I think is really bad. I mean, the whatever they're called, the pseudo demons or whatever. Uh, yeah, they they don't I mean, they're like pretty boring looking. I don't think they're particularly great. But let's be honest, the 
Shatari or whatever in the first Avengers movie aren't exactly that's like the yeah it's out. It's absolutely fair, but what I was trying to trying to say initially, I mean, I totally agree that the CGI costumes are bad, but in canon, Cyborg is like genuinely, he's. It's not like he was like revived like the six million dollar man or something. Like he is, is genuinely, it, he is genuinely like 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 RoboCop, uh, like as discussed in RoboCop, he is like almost inhuman at this point. Like, he is some sort of digital god in some sort of, like, terrifying, sharp, jagged, monstrous, like, mech suit. I mean, it's really scary what he's become. And the movie's just then, like, yeah, his dad was sad, so he made him into the scariest thing conceivable by Well, he man. kept him alive, which is... I understand that, but you understand... Like, I, the movie... I want to spend time with that. You know what I mean? Like, well, they give Cyborg... you time. There's about a 20-minute origin for Cyborg. But... What I'm getting at is that Cyborg is such an insane concept that it seemed like it genuinely could have deserved its own film. But but it's not a film. We get a vignette that he was a football player, which is in slow-mo, for no reason. Well, like there's in this movie is in slow-mo for no reason. There are reasons to use slow-mo, and I think he uses some of them logically, and then, like... 80% of them illogically. What I'm getting at is that like, I could use way more trying to, trying to get my head around what cyborg is. Because he just sort of appears hanging out in his apartment. He's like, Dad, I hate that I'm a cyborg. And I'm like, what is this now? That's how we introduce this man. He's just like, I hate that you made me into a like like legitimate monster and also gave me the powers of some kind of virtual like 20th century god. But um, anyway, I yeah. guess I'll help I guess I'll help Bruce Wayne. It's just it's just crazy that they just try to expect us to the thing just that, like hop on that idea. The thing that is weird, and I wonder if it's in the original Justice League or if they just don't bother to explain his origin. But like they're essentially cramming an entire movie into twenty minutes. Right. There's like for there's each like, character. Which yeah. is basically for Cyborg, which is fine. But all it makes you think is why are you introducing all these characters? now instead of in solo movies because then when you introduce that, them in that's a solo what I'm movie s- i don't give a shit i already know that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah that's exactly the point i'm trying to make is that these characters have enough going on that would facilitate a movie to, to sort of get get through it all but instead we get like a a cliff notes and some of it just i don't know like well, yeah i can fo- i can fo- i can follow barry allen right i want to for the little more they, they bring up that his father is in prison for killing his mother but they both know he's innocent and i'm like that's a huge part of the flash's it sounds like a story later on in the comics because it's like his arch nemesis travels back in time to try to kill her so she can't have the flesh and he does it at the wrong time so it's like so bizarre that they just throw this stuff in and then they're like all right well he just leaves with batman to go wherever and you're just like what the fuck is going on he just abandons whatever his quest was it is it is crazy because i didn't realize like i'm watching this and they're showing aquaman and i was like Wow, Aquaman seems like a dick. I, I thought the end of this movie ended with him being king of Atlantis. And I looked it up. They hadn't even made the Aquaman movie yet. Why? And this is my whole problem with DC and why I think their movies are destined to fail. They're just in a mad dash to be Marvel. Instead of trying to just make good movies, they want to ride the coattails of Marvel and, and get to where Marvel is right away. If you look at, like, the Avengers movie, could you imagine if the Avengers movie, it had just been they introduced Tony Stark, and at the beginning of the movie, they quickly explained that Captain America uh, was frozen in ice, he was he fought during World War One. he was a super soldier, 
Uh, he fought a guy with a skull, and then he was frozen. Now he's awake. All right, now we're also going to introduce Thor. He's the god. We don't have time to go more into his details. <laughs> All right, Avengers movie. You'd be like, what the fuck? I, I just don't know who greenlit this movie and thought, yeah, make a movie with four characters. No one knows who they are or they have backstories yet. I'm sure that I'm sure that'll make for a great right, movie. Right, because you end up with the the problem this movie has, which you have to both give them some impetus to do something. Cyborg is, you know, a twisted version of his former self but also imbued with new powers that that drive him to want to uh, balance the scales for people as we see a little bit in the movie. Barry Allen as you as you mentioned, um, is fighting to 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 correct a wrong from, you know, a past tragedy and to save the one man he he knows and trusts, his father. And and these are important things. But then the movie's like, but oh, but by the way, my name's Bruce Wayne. I'm very rich, and I'm pretty sure some aliens are coming. I don't have a lot of evidence, but I doesn't even I, he doesn't even get I've that got far. A, I've got a gut sits. feeling that yeah that, that that there's a danger coming, and it's a vague alien threat. And they're all just like, well, I, whatever I was doing wasn't relevant, so let's well, just hop in your rich they, car and go somewhere. They all actually say no to him, except for the Flash, and he never even explains to the Flash. He just said, "I'm assembling a team." And the Flash is like, "I'm there." And the Flash... For a, for a joke about not having very many friends, which is just like... The Flash, dumb. to me, was um, another problem with this movie, I feel like, is he is like a breakneck... Like, it, it feels like at points he's trying to do like a Robin Williams, just like, you know, speed... Uh, you know, like when you, you see Robin Williams do jokes, I mean, it's like just yeah. joke after joke after joke after joke. The difference is Robin Williams was Robin Williams, <laughs> you know? There's not many comedians who can pull that off. And this it just feels like they were like, this kid needs to be the comedy relief. So we just need one line per every 30 seconds he's on camera that is a joke of some kind. Like his introduction when he walks into that pet store, each thing he says is like a terrible joke. Like, he's trying to explain where resume comes from. And he's like, oh, I've got a monster in my pocket that eats paper. It's like, these aren't funny or endearing jokes. They're just like a person talking. Yeah, I, I, and then I he's agree. Like, that... I always bring a meat snack. That was the grossest way to say I, I have a hot dog in my pocket. <laughs> Which I find, I find him yeah. awkward, yes. Obviously, the humor is subjective. There are many people who may have watched this sequence and find it endearing. So I wouldn't hold that. And those people should re examine their lives. <laughs> but what I. Th- my notes were on that are so funny because when he starts to do his slow motion thing, which was had yeah. some cool elements to it, because a one of the few uses of slow mo that would make sense in this mm-hmm. movie, by the way, this is a great time to use slow mo. We've seen this done with um, uh, Quicksilver and the Marvel yeah, uh, X Men movies. I feel like the uh, this is sort of the boat sailed on this. We don't need to see uh, it anymore. Yeah, a little bit, but DC's fair. You can't just like not have the Flash and not have the Flash do Flash things. Well, you know, I, he can do the slow mo, but the like weird like let me like move stuff like little stuff around. I, it I is just, like it this is a bit is just so much like that Quicksilver scene. It is a bit. And somebody it is a bit did been it. Done. Yeah. I don't want to see Marvel ever do it again. I don't want to see anyone ever do it again i totally i totally agree that to some degree but as he like as he like started to move so quickly that his shoes came off from like the vibe like the movement i thought that was cool and then like as he broke through the glass i'm like this is kind of a cool scene and then of course we're introducing uh oh, fuck what is her name she's uh the love interest for flash oh ah, I, I barry ellen i don't read flash to remember her but, name but they're giving they're giving a cameo to that character and then and then i'm like exactly i arrive where at the pogues moment where i'm like are we still doing that? I mean, oh, like, that he's, scene he's, is... He's scaling the car. 
He's brushing the hair out of her hair. He's Wait, stealing a hot dog. Uh, very creepy. Stealing a hot dog out of the air. And I'm like, all right, guys. Like, we've we've exhausted the time for this. Like we. So my notes literally say, I kind of like... Uh, oh, I do like this flash scene. The next one under it, never mind. That was, that was my notes. And that happens a lot in this movie where I'm like, you know, I don't hate this scene. Okay, we're going to do it for ten more minutes and it's going to have a weird soundtrack. All right, sure. So during the scene with the flash... Midway through, after he creepily moved her hair, I was like, all right, this can't possibly go on. So I fast-forwarded 10 seconds. It was still going. I fast-forwarded <laughs> 10 seconds. It was still going. I fast-forwarded 10 seconds. I did it for one full minute before that scene ended, and she was laying on the ground, and time had resumed normal course in the movie. And I thought, I had already watched about two minutes of that scene and thought, too long. It went on for a full more minute, and nothing is happening. You're watching a, a, a person who's supposed to be moving fast, just moving the basic speed of a person slowly. Like he's doing everything slowly for some reason. It doesn't make sense while he's why he is also slow. Like he should be moving at a normal rate. Like he should be able to pick up the hot dog, put it in his pocket. But he does that in slow motion. And I'm just like, wait, he can't be in slow motion. That's why everything around him is in slow motion because he's moving fast. If he's also in slow motion, why? Yeah, and I mean, that... And then it was one of those things, too, where it was like... They try to introduce this stuff, and he goes to see his dad, and he's like, he's working for a job so he can pay for college to become a criminal justice major so he can somehow represent his dad, because I guess they couldn't just hire an actual lawyer with that money instead, because you right. still need evidence to get somebody out of it. You know, just being a lawyer doesn't get somebody out of jail. But... I was like, wait, if you were really fast, there's a bunch of jobs you could get and do super quick and then just have tons of free time. You know what I mean? Like, get yeah. a job doing data entry. Do it all in like 15 minutes. Wait to submit it till the end of the day. You know, it's just things we, you could do. It is confusing. We see his lab and we're told that he's... He's, he's broke. Yes. We're told that he's like a, a wizard with tech. A, look, I own a PC. I, I own a fucking custom-built PC. I know the value of the gear in that room, and it's a lot. That was the thing it, that got me was... a lot. It's like nine monitors. He's Those are nice monitors. <laughs> he's squatting in like an, uh, a warehouse on a train station, which I don't know why the people at the train station... I mean, I, I guess in this world, train yards are just places they build buildings, and then no one goes in there. <laughs> Because it's we like, are, we are, that's where the people who run the train yard go. That's if, still if, a job. If, if you're going to try to tell me that in the DC universe there's an area where there's a ton of abandoned property that anyone can just occupy without being noticed, that's Gotham City, my friend. Yes, but you, they're you, not you, in you, Gotham City. you, you got to move to Gotham City where there are so many abandoned fairgrounds that they've lost track of them at this point. There, the Joker there's just, literally, <laughs> in, in uh, Batman vs. Superman, they actually say when Doomsday shows up and they're fighting, luckily... It's in the abandoned area of Gotham. And I was like, what major city has enough land that they can be like, yeah, there's 15, 20 blocks worth of real estate, but that's the What's... abandoned area. We don't go in and, there and, and, you know, gentrify that area. All that's abandoned, are, well, all that's in the abandoned area of Gotham City is like a bunch of old creepy fairgrounds and a ton of acid vat factories. It's yeah. all that's out there. <laughs> but it was just, to me, it's like so funny because you think, could yeah. you imagine New York City or Chicago just having... One block where but, you're just like, it's all abandoned buildings. And no one's Barry, trying to do anything with them. Yeah, yeah. But, like but Barry, said, when he goes Barry in, has like a hundred... Like, like, Barry has like like $10,000 worth of computer oh, equipment. Oh, I, I would... Yeah, room. I would say in his room when he goes in, 
he's got between fifteen to twenty thousand dollars worth of because they're all showing different things to the point where I'm like, I think those have to be different computers. Like he and you can see a couple of different computers in the room, right? And so you're like, even if he was a genius, it's not like you can make your own process. You know, what I mean, you making a processor is a highly specialized task that you need equipment to do. You couldn't like. And, and figure it out me- on your own. You know what I mean? And like you, special you medals sort of, and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not like something that you could like, you know, if Tony Stark does it, he's a billionaire, I get it. But a dude who's supposed... And then you think, maybe just sell all these computers, man, and that, that'd be like a couple of years worth of school, <laughs> you know, if you went to like a community college for gen eds. But that's just sort of weird. And then it's also weird when Batman shows up because basically like his dad's like, oh, forget about me. And he's like, I won't do that. And then Batman shows up and is like, I need you to fly somewhere with me and possibly die. And he's just like, cool, let's go right now. It's like, do you want to tell your dad, baby, that you might go die? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just so... And it's also weird to me. Batman in this movie is very weird because he's sometimes like sort of comic-y, relief-y, but he's also not good at being Batman. Like, why doesn't he show up as Batman? Bruce, Batman in JLA would not just show up to a person he thinks is the Flash and yeah, be like, this, I'm Batman. That would even be insane. Al- Alfred <clears throat> says earlier that he's not even 100% sure it could be a false positive. Now, yes. of course, finding his little laboratory would probably lead you to, to a conclusion. But, but it, you, it makes totally no right. sense. Why wouldn't he, he could, show up as Batman? Like, if you're going to try to recruit he could somebody, be Batman. show up as Batman, not as a rich billionaire and tell everybody you're Batman. Uh, yeah, additionally, if you're going to show up as Bruce Wayne, then, Bruce, you got a way better card to play. You've got money, bro. Yes. Yeah, You've got like, money, you bro. Join? Just be like, I'll pay for your college. It's I, like, hey, how much I, money fell out of my pants when I sat in hey, the chair? Hey, maybe the world's greatest detective with a supercomputer would have figured out that he's working to, to, to free his father from a potential wrongful imprisonment. Maybe you could offer some legal assistance in return that he helps you. There are so many that's options. What really, that's what really gets me is Batman... So it, many it, options. Batman in this version of the DCU is fucking dumb. He, he's an idiot. In Batman vs. Superman... He's just like, I gotta kill Superman. He he gets played so easily by Lex Luthor with, like, just two random things. And Batman's like, nope, you're right. I need to kill Superman. And he would know instantly he was being played. You know what I mean? It's so dumb. They take a character whose real prowess as a character is supposed to be that he's really smart. Like, he's very intuitive. And he thinks things through. He's supposed to be like Sherlock Holmesy. And they've reduced him to a guy with a lot of money who kind of has a knowledge of airplanes. And it's just upsetting. And then he, he recruits Diana, who shows up for a scene which could only be called Get Ready for Some Exposition, in which she <laughs> explains the entire plot via flashback of Darkseid showing up, who, again... I mean, he looks fucking terror. I mean, he he looks like he's a villain from Power Rangers. Uh, I mean, he's 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 Uxus Uxus at this point, whatever that uh, actual name is. But yes, um, well, she refers so, yeah. to him as Dark Side. Then she says, yeah, Dark Side showed up." It's, it's and I was confusing because like, I'm pretty is sure Dark Side yet. He's 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 known as Uxus, and then he uh, I'm going to be slammed by some DC fan who actually knows how to pronounce it. And then he becomes Dark Seed when he 
shit I forget does something and is turned to stone and you know yeah but the thing that gets me that's that's sort of dumb is like I mean when they show him he is really like low grade CGI he he looks so when you see it you're just like oh that's CGI that's like 19 yeah like like early 2000 CGI and his design is really bad he's just sort of like a like there's something it was like they didn't render his body so it's just like there's a, a model with a roman pants on there's skirt. something wrong with the cgi in the whole movie it always feels plastic and sort of like phony and a lot of it is because of the backgrounds i think well, is a huge fake. thing yeah yeah it, like and in this invasion scene i mean obviously some, a lot of the characters have been modified of course um of course uh dark seed or whatever his name whatever you want to call him in this scene is is, is obviously all cgi but but everything in the background just feels weird. I think I described this before. It reminds me of like when in like Dragon Ball Z they've decided to go fight. So now they leave the very like detailed cityscape that they're in to yeah. go fight in a, in a sort of like vague brown wasteland because it's easier to animate. That's what it feels like in like every scene I see from Justice League is they've just gone to some like weird red planet where everything's just kind of vaguely red. So it's easier to like, <laughs> you know, and this like this sort of like dead valley is another example of that that looks like it's like glistening and strange but but that said i thought the first invasion the the uh the sequence of the first invasion of earth was kind of cool we kind of liked it i mean at least something happened in it but again I mean, you got they, Atlantean, they're about Atl- characters that you have no idea who they are yes they're referencing the anti-life equation which they, they don't explain yet they reference dark seed here who you kind of get is like you know a bad guy but they haven't totally given you the context for like who he is or how he's related to steppenwolf who's the villain of this movie which is also another change by the way because apparently steppenwolf is is in this sequence in the original theatrical cut not dark seed dark side is it dark side i think it's dark side. yeah i think it's dark side for some reason uh even though it's dark, spelled not like dark that. Yeah, Darkseid is Darkseid is in this sequence in trying to yes. invade Earth and family, and, but and it's actually Steppenwolf in the the original the, yeah. the Joss Whedon cut. So in the movie too, we can we can talk about Steppenwolf real quick. His costume is, and I just don't know if maybe DC drives their concept artists to a certain direction, but they they have rough character designs for stuff like uh, Doomsday looked pretty dumb um you know some of the man of steel stuff that that was okay that was at least better but steppenwolf's costume is fucking stupid it's just individual like shards of pointy metal that'd be the worst type of armor like armor works because it's a cohesive unit that's it does it does individual pieces would be more likely to break it does seem to be like a technological suit of some kind. Like but it, it shifts and moves this body. It, and which fair. seems pointless though. And it doesn't look neat then. It just in it in the whole time, because it is these little bits, there's no like defining feature to it. It's just literally like silver prisms. So he when you see him, he just looks flat. Like all of them look like they're not fully rendered. Like they went to do the movie and they were supposed to lay something on top of the suits and they didn't. They just used whatever the model was, and they made it just shiny instead. And so everything, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, art design is a big thing for movies for me. And in comic book movies, to to do this to me was, I, I could not believe that's what they came up with. It's real confusing to me, because when looking at a comparison of the two outfits, I hate them both. 
You know, yeah. It's 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 hard for me to get behind what one to defend here because the first one I get why people thought it looks bad because it is just like a very a human with like weird chin tentacles like Which, standing in a tall I mean, helmet. Steppenwolf I think just has a goatee. I think he's just a person in the comic. Well, yeah. And I feel for the people adapting this this kind of content to movies because, like, Google, like, fucking Google anything, like, from... Because they're using a lot of Jack Kirby stuff, like, Jack Kirby's, like, ideas, right, um, mm-hmm. uh, from his, wor- his work on a lot of this stuff. And, like, no, no offense, I'm not going to share Jack Kirby. It's, like, a bunch of, like... Like I swear, what if what if Darkseid's minions looks like a lunch lady in like a in like a cape? You like, talking about Big Card? It's 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 so confusing how you would adapt that into a film and not look super silly. You know what I, I mean? I will say this though: I strongly disagree with your statement on Jack Kirby designs. Uh, the Fantastic Four was a Jack Kirby design, and those should never I know. be changed. Doctor Doom I'm not, should I'm never not be changed. Sh- I'm not shitting on Jack Kirby, but if you like look up for like the the like the colorful suits with like weird like people with funny goatees, that would be really hard to do in a, well, but in a my, cinematic. My film. confusion is so I've seen the so this, I feel the, for them. Is what the I'm saying. I feel cut. for people who are adapting this content to films, but I feel like both of these fucking Steppenwolves are a failure because they yeah, both you're suck. Right. They both suck. My problem is this: the the new one. First of all, his horns I cannot stand, but the new one feels like because the way they did his face, he feels like Thanos light. Like he kind of looks like the yeah, Thanos he, model in a way, he, which he is does not resemble good. the Thanos. Yeah, and I get like Darkseid. I think has a really dumb cost. Like he he looks terrible. He's just like in sort of. His traditional costume is just sort of like a blue onesie with like grace. Now who's shitting on Jack Kirby? Come on! Hey, I I don't think Kirby actually designed the original Dark. No, Side, I know he? it's it's true. I don't thought. know that, that that's possible. I don't actually know, but he just doesn't look super exciting in the uh, as like a character. So I get you're gonna have to update him. And Steppenwolf's original design is he, I think he's just a dude. Is is always my understanding. He's just like bigger than a dude, but. I feel like they managed to make a worse version of sort of the Saturday morning cartoon version of Darkseid by removing all of his armor for some reason and just making him look like a random dude. And then, I mean, then Steppenwolf just looks so bizarre and out of place to me in the for the rest of the movie that it's just very confusing. Like he just feels so bad. I'll be honest. If 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 we didn't have a comparison point. And we were just watching Zack Snyder's cut, and that's the only thing that existed. I probably wouldn't have all that much commentary on Steppenwolf. I still I'm only really, <laughs> I'm only really commenting on it, the the new version. I mean, because there's a new and old version. But you know, because I mean, like the, the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy looks equally as fucking generic. Just like just kind of like a gray bad guy with sharp features who's mad about a planet. Yeah, like it's, it's just it's super, like his, his armor at least makes sense. That's the thing that gets you. Yeah, Stephanie's yeah. armor makes no sense. It, it's so impractical. And what's so bizarre? What's what I also is just found a still from Justice League of Darkseid. Jesus Christ! I mean, it looks so bad. <laughs> What is what is unforgivable is the parademons who occupy way more screen time than Steppenwolf does, at least in our half watch so far, um, are so stupid and boring. I can't get over them because because they're just like in every scene they're in, which is already exceptionally dark. They are just wearing black and gray, and so yes, and they, they just they, sort of look like things with big eyes. 
Yeah, and I know, like, again, you know, uh, uh, they're they're trying to adapt something, but they just have like weird goggles, and they have like like yeah, insect wings, and and they just kind of gray and black, and I just. I can't make out their features. I can't make up what they're doing. They're not menacing. They're just... It reminds me of those very bad villains in uh, Suicide Squad, where it's just sort of, like, black, black, like, people made out of sort of, like, viscous liquid. Like, you could, like yes. it's just all, like, one, you know, uncertain shape. And they're so boring to look at. They're boring to watch in a fight. It's, it's, um... It's pretty frustrating. Uh, because that's the, that's the predominant, like, fight sequences that you get, uh, in this movie. Um... But yes, I think we got a little bit off track of what I was saying earlier. I didn't, I didn't dislike the first invasion sequence. I mean, again, it's a lot of slow mo, perhaps arguably way too much. And it yeah, this entire like, movie is is too much. Jesus, slow-mo. and this is probably a point where like you could you you should probably use slow mo more like you did in the three hundred movies, where it's like a lot of normal speed and then like slow down occasional moments of import, I guess. But uh, anyway, it is cool to look. like Ares is there and like there's a Green Lantern. I think just one. Yeah, who uh, dies like almost instantly. Yeah, dies instantly. And like there's at you know there's Atlanteans arriving via boat. Also seems like a weird thing Amazonians, to be. Like, Here's Green humans. Lantern. Isn't he a really great character we have? We don't have him in these movies. <laughs> Obviously there's there's chunks of the movie where I watch it and said, "You know what? I I liked that sequence, but then like I can't even remember what we were doing in that sequence because the next thing I know, I think we're like just cutting to Barry Allen oh, just no, doing go- the, goofy shit in a pet shop, and I'm like, the, this is so discombobulated. So discombobulated about this movie. Of that cutscene, though, is so she. I mean, she is doing like a Lord of the Rings opening, explaining mm-hmm. what the One Ring is. But if that opening was fifteen minutes long instead of two <laughs> minutes. And she's yeah. explaining, she's like, he showed up, he has these mother boxes, these mother boxes turn the world into his world, which she then references as Apocalypse, which I'm like, he probably should have said that was the name of his world, because that's an actual word that means something in English, so just saying it willy-nilly in a movie that people who probably don't know anything about comics are gonna see, it's gonna be confusing, writer, but uh, they decide after they, they manage to beat them all up and they chase them away, it's decided that the only three groups of people on the planet, which I think there's more in, in the DC universe, but uh, the Amazons get a box. They give another one to the Atlanteans and they give the other ones to the humans. The Amazonians put it in this weird, like domed pyramid that has like a safety feature to like sink it into the ground, all this stuff. There's a set of guards who just watch it all day long. Uh, Aquaman, they take it to the deepest part of the ocean, you know, and there's guards surrounding it cool they cut to men they've just dug a hole and are pushing the block <laughs> that's men for you baby like, Come on, we got man. other shit to do we got people to enslave like, we've people got people have built t- like tombs at least put it in a stone box before you just we dig a have hole in got the woods. foreign societies to conquer and colonize we are busy baby we don't I have just, time when they cut over, in a ditch <laughs> I, I literally laughed out loud when they cut over. They were just digging a hole. I was like, oh, my God. Seriously, you guys couldn't have thought of one cool thing for them to be doing with this? It was like, what do humans do? We're fucking idiots. This is why in, like, Lord of the Rings, like, the elves made the rings. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. and then you have to destroy them in, like, a volcano at the center of, like, the evilest place on Earth. If humans made them, you just like, you have to go to Riverwood. It's over there. <laughs> and just sort of chuck it in the lake. I don't know. Do you um, have, like, a hammer or something? 
could probably just take care of it here. We didn't really think this out. We don't do a lot of thinking over here. You guys got shovels? We could just dig it down for a while. Put a stone on top of it that says do not touch. I... I wish there was a sequence where it's like, you know, um, where it's like, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> it's Steppenwolf, like, blasting through Amazo- Amazonian warriors who have a 30-minute sequence riding it out into the middle of a fucking oh field. God, Did that yes. feel like it was too long? That was, too, like it was long too long. Because to the, my problem is, is that the reason that scene is so long is I'm never going to see those characters again. So I don't yeah. want to see them. You know what I mean? If they're not going to appear in the rest of the movie... They don't need to be in the beginning of the movie. You're, you're showing me characters that the only thing that's trading on them is the fact that they appeared in Wonder Woman. Otherwise, you would be so lost and so confused you wouldn't give a shit what was happening. And then they fail. And then there's like 10 more minutes of them slowly firing a arrow. And it's like, hey, maybe stop the uh, pomp and circumstance here, Amazonians, and warn that girl the world's about to end. Because, yeah. you know, maybe you, maybe Wonder Woman would have liked an extra 15 minutes to know just in case it's handy. You're going to you're gonna send her into a crypt to, to learn about something you could have just told her? Why also, why is secret? there just a crypt in the middle of nowhere that has what an is entire that? Why has nobody found of, that? Of, of the history of Darkseid? And I was like, But also, why, Wouldn't why, she is just it a, it? why was it a secret? Like... Yeah. Tell her it's not like it's not like you guys did something horrible that you need to hide. Like a bad guy yeah, came I, that's and we stopped I was confused. him. That's a triumph. It should be in songs. Like why is it a secret? Well, she was she was like set up to be she's the queen's daughter. You would assume <laughs> yeah. eventually she would be the queen. Wouldn't you think Dimension Nobody hey, talks about it in there's Amazon? There's this dome over here that has a cube which could destroy all of existence. In, in, I know we in, should probably close it up a little more, but Yeah. Instead of giving it a sunlight, that's their, uh, like a uh, sunlight. Nobody talks about it in in Thibiscira, but, um, but what I was getting at is I I just wanted to see Steppenwolf, like, go through all of that to get Cube 1, and then, you know, battle through, uh, Atlantis to get Cube 2 and, like, fight Mira and fight Aquaman, and then I wanted him just to be standing in, like, the woods with, like, one parademon with a shovel being like, that's right here, it's right here. It wasn't even that, it wasn't even that deep, sir. (laughs) He's like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where they go to dig up the bird. He, the first time he puts the shovel in, it hits. And he's like, oh, that was huh. easy. It's just a bunch of beer cans in here. Yeah, it's just like, uh, yeah. So I mean, that that scene was worth it for that alone. But then you are right. She tells all this, and then he's like, all right. And she's like, well, I'll go after the cyborg guy. You go after uh, why is that backwards? Allen. And then they cut away, and you're like, oh. Wasn't that kind so, of backwards though too? Like yeah, Bruce like, Wayne, who's told... a Bruce Wayne's a technical savant, you know, a smart yeah. guy. Seems like he would go talk to the cyborg. What is what is what does Diana Prince know about cyborgs? <laughs> yeah, and then like I don't know. Hold on, pause, no, no, pause real quick. What does anyone no, know no, about no. cyborgs? They're apparently created by boxes, <laughs> which are used to destroy a planet. I couldn't figure because that's why. Why does Diana turn and say it's a cyborg as if she has some sort of confidence in that knowledge? Why yeah. she? We we saw the movie where she like didn't know what like a car was. Like, yeah. what is she? She's just cyborgs? she's just been working at a museum, like repairing antiquities. It's not like she works in a tech field now, where you'd be like, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> Because imagine him trying to explain his, like, internet power that he has to, like, rewrite the entire world. She'd be like, yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> like, just like, trying to get her head around it. Because I know for a fact that if you cut to Diana Prince before she appeared in this movie, she was at home, like, 
like just like hitting her Wi-Fi router, trying to figure out how to get the internet to start restarted at her apartment. She does not know shit about technology. Of course she doesn't. She's, she's from a world without it. Even if she's been around in humanity for so long, why send her to talk to a cyborg? A concept that has no precedence in her world or ours. Why not send the world? <laughs> What's weird about it to me is. Like, the idea that they're, like, going around trying to recruit people, and they're doing such oh, a terrible God. job at it. Yeah, And then yeah. you're like, why? 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 What is the point of having them be bad at it? What does it add to the movie? I assume there'll be a scene where they all show up and help him. And that's so tropey and so tired in film of, no, I won't help. Oh, I show up at the last minute to help. That it's like, why do it? Why not just have Batman recruit them all? He's fucking Batman. They make a big deal of it in Batman vs. Superman that he is a legend. Everyone knows who Batman is. And it's it's insane that he's come back. So couldn't he just leverage that? Like, wouldn't that have been more interesting? If Diana showed up and he's like, yeah, I've got a team. They're a little rough around the edges. And then he just has these other people recruited. Because what's the point of creating an origin story for a character that you're going to try to pare down to 15 minutes? Like, you know what I mean? Like... If you're going to try to create me... such a deep story for Cyborg, where he's like has an issue with his dad, explaining why he's a cyborg, never explaining why a box that's made solely to destroy a planet turned him into a cyborg, as we saw in that little quick Real time quick, video. Real quick, though, do we, get a di- do we get any explanation why his dad, in an effort to restore his fallen son, gave him a laser arm? Like, well, why is it in it's, there? It's supposed to be that... Now, they don't explain it. And in the exactly. comics, they explain what? it. But the idea is, is the box in, <laughs> in the box is doing something to him. It's bringing him back to life. But the other thing I thought was, I mean, how hard did they get hit in that car that they were all like multiple amputees and she died? Like I, I don't. That's not like a very common thing where like a person's like he has injuries as if he stepped on a landmine. Like he's yeah, missing he, like he's, his lower half. And I don't know. I don't the think specifics. that can happen in a car accident. Yeah, I don't know. Or if it does, I, you definitely I, I get what didn't say. You know, but I, I, I just can't get my head around the fact that his father, like all we, all we get. I mean, I know there's comic backstory, or whatever, but all we get in this movie is his dad is crushed by the fact that his 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 wife died and his his son was you know is about to die. And, is, and is about to die, yeah. and that he and that he you know as as the never present father is perhaps blames himself to some degree and wants to restore what he lost. I understand all that, but why is he like? All right, son, now that I've rebuilt you into someone who could never re-enter society because I have replaced all of you with machine, including a portion of your face, and given you one red eye, a thing that everyone will see immediately as super evil looking, um, is I'm going to also let you know that I've also imbued you with some kind of, like, super technology power that will allow you to launch nukes? And that's the problem that they don't explain well in the movie, but it's... They... The point is supposed to be he doesn't know. Like he just knows that he used the box to save his son's life, and sure, now he yeah. realizes what his the, what the, his son can turn do. him into a monster. He that's, didn't know that's again, what was going to happen, though. Like I think that's make... supposed to be the point. Is he didn't mean for him to become cyborg. He just meant for him not to die. And this then would make... all this additional stuff happened. This would make a much better fucking movie to yes, work. Yes, that's what I mean. That's stuff. my problem. Is is like. If you're going to have a character that has, like, a really twisted backstory, you know, about, you know, uh, an absentee father, the mother who loved him, him losing all everything that he loved in life, all this stuff. If you're going to build all that in, 
you can't throw that as a plot into an ensemble movie. That's too much information because it's you're not going to do any of it justice. And that's my problem is they put this in and it's like, great. All it makes me think those, you know, people are like, that's so great. They restored Cyborg's story to the movie. And my thought is, no, why Why didn't somebody make the Cyborg movie yeah, first? Yeah, that's the problem. Why it was is... there not a Cyborg movie? And here's the whole problem of the Zack Snyder cut is it is it is I think inarguably better that they gave more you know more backstory to a character that's good but it's you're right it's too complex of a concept to just crack into a story look at me yelling I'm so yeah. confused by his character I mean it's like it you deserves can, its own entity which if, is if his the, the most thing was like Hawkeyes or Black Widows where it's essentially yeah. I'm a I work for special forces and I was a spy okay right. If you want to go into that deeper at some point, because those are probably pretty interesting stories, because, you know, if you worked in special forces or you were a spy, you've probably got a pretty cool origin or pretty cool stories. You can build off of that. But, like, you can't take Thor or Captain America or Iron Man or the Hulk and just throw them in and be like, uh, here's their backstory in 15 minutes. So the Hulk has a wife, and he's doing research into gamma radiation, and then he gets, you know what I mean? It's too much to then draw out right. those characters because all the almost, nuance from them is gone what's a funny thing going on right now pokes is we are essentially a podcast called yes ca- comma another origin story <laughs> well my problem with this movie you know is, what though, I mean? <laughs> is like I, I just cannot believe that no one and that this is why i think the movie is always going to fa- is always going to be bad I, I don't think Zack snyder is going to i think it's a better movie than i'm sure the original but I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to end up when we finish watching it. I don't think I'm going to say, boy, that was a good movie. I'm still going to say I, it was really bad. It was slow. It was plotting because the beginning has been slow and plotting. Really slow. Literally slow in some some cases yes. with the way he's filming. <laughs> and then I'm just going to think, all I think is, why would you have made an ensemble film? Because the whole premise of the ensemble film is that they are characters that you know about and care about. And now they're together. And that's interesting. When I don't know any of the characters, their dynamics together don't really matter. And this isn't like an ensemble like, oh, it's the Dirty Dozen. And here's 12 people and they're thrown together and they don't know each other and they come to be friends. That's fine, sure. But those people aren't going to have detailed backstories. And they're not going to be franchise characters that are going to appear later in their own separate films, you know? Like, The Flash has a movie coming out. Why was that made four years so later? So confusing. Really confusing. But you know what I was thinking on a lot of this movie felt like, especially the first part that we watched, um, that it made me feel like, is it feels like the DM is rushing players through the first episode of their adventure. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where just everyone trying to explain came, who everyone is. Everyone came prepared with a 20-minute fucking, you know, multi-page backstory. Uh, and they're ready to like dump it all onto the into the scene, but the DM's like neat. Anyway, <laughs> there's a MacGuffin over there that you all have to go for, regardless of your backstories uh. or conditions. Off you go. I don't care. Also, two of the MacGuffins <laughs> will just be taken right away. So I don't know why yeah. why we even need to show that they fail so instantly that it's pointless to even put them in the movie. But you know what I mean? Where it's like it's almost as if it's almost as if it's confusing that we're just jamming all this information into this story because it's not relevant and it only seeks to confuse the viewer. Yeah, um, uh, and that's which what, is ex- the other thing I, I can't believe is so we're about an hour and forty five minutes into this movie. The movie has essentially not started. We're just yeah. getting to the part where like the heroes know the bad guys are possibly on Earth, 
they haven't even really encountered one of them yet. And that is insane to be two hours into a film and you've not met the antagonist at all. Not not even, like, tangentially. Like, the only people who have seen them are people who can't leave an island and tell them that this guy's here. <laughs> and one aqua guy who's still in his shitty drunk phase. So it's just sort of, I don't know, like, disappointing and, and confusing that I, I just can't picture, because I imagine the next two hours... It's just the original Justice League movie. I think so, yeah. And, and, by, and I'm sure there's a lot of changes with the ending and stuff, but but by our standards, too, this movie really blew one of our like cl- classic paradigms, which is that we need an, an origin... We need the, the, the completion the just, of the, the origin story. The Justice League should be the Justice thir- League in 30 right, minutes? Yeah. Yeah, in 30 minutes. And, of course, for that to have happened, you would have had to have already established the other members. Oh, the car- yeah. And so, and so it and so here we are two and a half hours in or whatever we are at at this point and and we're still like getting like the stakes of the mother box like yeah. paradigm thing set up we're not even done with that yet we, we like left, it's like I said, we're at part four i think it's like 148 150 in it's just shy of two hours the justice league still is missing two members cyborg and aquaman have not shown up to group up with them right now it's just the flash wonder woman and batman i mean so in that, reality here two full hours worth of the film and the titular characters are not yet interacting with each other more importantly i know that we're like talking about an ensemble movie but as we as we're talking about it in terms of like in terms of like the hero's journey we're still in the call of adventure man yeah we haven't even fucking gotten out of stage one we're meanwhile still just though like... <laughs> the bad guy's in like stage four of the MacGuffinine. Which is just yeah. like, I need this object. And you would think that would be the point of the film. No, he just gets him. Like, I want to so. story build this movie because it's it's like call to adventure. And then you'll go ahead and draw a line backwards across the circle to like when they talk about like the first time Darkseid tried this. And then we're going to squiggle around with Barry Allen and Cyborg a little bit. And then finally we're going to come back and say, well, are we ready to join? No, they don't agree yet. All right, well, we'll just dance around for a and I mean, not to compare this to the, the first Avengers, because the first Avengers movie has problems. But, like, sure. think about that film. They get together almost instantly. The movie starts, basically, with the threat appearing. Loki comes through. He has the scepter. He wants the tesseract. He takes it. And you set up the film. Oh, no, Loki has this thing that we... It's been established in another movie what it is, and that it's bad. Okay, cool. Then... Uh, oh, we see Loki's trying to do something because they need to get X so that they can build this machine. The Avengers' first attempt shows up to try to stop them, and they sort of group up, and it's a complete failure. Classic ensemble sort of storytelling. All of that's like in the first 45 minutes. This movie still has not gotten to any of that. All we've gotten is a, a point in which Barry Allen's funny joke is to call himself a snack hole. Yeah, that was said out loud, wasn't it? That he was like, "Oh, I'm like a black hole for snacks." A snack so, hole. Someone wrote that, and somebody else read it and was like, "Yeah, that line definitely doesn't get cut." That will that will endear us all to this new character. Um, but there's something else I need to talk about that we have not discussed at mm-hmm. all in this podcast. Why? Why are we given? I think three. I'm pretty sure three. Three separate slow mo soundtrack scenes it's for aquaman of aquaman taking his shirt off oh no that okay yeah there are three shirts i I have a note that just says 
I'm Boy, so if you're a shirtless Momoa fan, your boat is coming. And I understand that there are a lot of shirtless Momoa fans, and frankly, I get it. But the thing that Dude's I'm getting jacked. at here is, 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 is like, I can't get over Aquaman in this movie. I mean, I, I found... I've, I found I found the whole Aquaman concept from DC tolerable in the Aquaman f- film, mostly because that movie was bright and weird. But but the biggest problem is that this movie is because it came out a long time ago. This Justice League, they were clearly fighting like what they thought was the hardest battle in the world, which is like everyone sees Aquaman as like a goofy joke. So we have to make him as hardcore as possible, and by doing so, we overcompensated by one thousand miles. Yeah, because he's, he's just nothing is more indicative of that when he's like rescues a guy at sea. Shows back up to the village. We've been told he gives some shit about these people, but he he comes in yeah. and chucks this conscious live man onto a table as if he's a sack of potatoes. Takes whiskey from the bar and then goes back outside to drink it slowly in like the cresting waves of a jetty. And I'm like, fuck my life, I want to die. And that is where that is where like I paused the movie and was like, I gotta do something else for a while. <laughs> like I just can't handle. He he has this. like three angsty scenes, Ugh. which are Ugh. so. And I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, that is how Aquaman started. He's an insufferable prick, and I couldn't stand him. And then I remember, yeah, I think he's an insufferable pit prick until the last 20 minutes of that movie. But they're, but they're convinced that they have to make him like a whiskey-swilling, you know, ca- called Drogo of well, the, the sea, that, like, who's like all like, like, like barbarians and spitting That's not spittin an expression. A, a spittoon as soon as he comes into a little fucking tavern. Like, I just no I can't handle like, this can't like, just green vibe and pretend like it's a thing. It's so stupid. And it doesn't it doesn't help make him like a character that you want to see on screen more often. It doesn't make it seem like he's gonna be all that helpful in a fight because you know he's just a sea guy at this point, a, an ornery sea guy who doesn't want to who doesn't want to talk to Batman. I don't know. It's just there's nothing about Aquaman that works in the, at least the first half of this this movie to me. And- now, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong because something that also confused me about the the Aquaman shit, especially when he was under the water and like vague atlantis does this feel like we're just in some gazebo on the outskirts of atlantis the whole time i don't understand where we are in any of those scenes just was like random locations yeah it just seems like we're yeah it just seems like we're in like i guess i guess i guess if every city in like the dc universe has an abandoned district this is probably the abandoned district of atlantis is that what we're yeah yeah, i think so but but i think mira has an english accent is that what she's doing it seems like she's what she's doing aquaman she doesn't I'll be honest, sure. I could not remember, and the whole time I was watching it, I kept thinking, is that Amber Heard, or is this a different actress? Because I was like, this was before yeah. the movie came out. Because re- I don't know why, it just didn't look like her to me. I also have a hard time seeing her on screen after like hearing all like the crazy Johnny Depp shit. It's just it's just hard to like yeah uh, yeah. The... It's hard it's hard to separate her her image from that when you're listening to her like throw bottles at Johnny Depp's head in audio tapes. It's just oh like, yeah, and then you then uh, you find out like she admitted in a case that she made up a lot of it, which is alarming. yeah. It's, it it's a big yikes. Um, but but we also apparently this film we've got more of um the father figure. Uh, to yeah, Aquaman, yeah. our uh, good buddy. Uh, I think his name's Zolko. Oh, I don't remember his fucking, I, I was just gonna say William Defoe. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, William Defoe. Um, uh, but so so, but I just couldn't. I mean, that stuff is boring underwater, and I could not get over their attempts to make him look like a fucking heavy heavy metal video every time he like walked around and took his shirt off. It also so didn't make boring. sense why he kept taking his shirt on, but taking his shirt off but leaving his pants on. It's like you showed up in the shirt, so that's your shirt. Why are you taking it back off to get in the yeah. water? Especially <laughs> you were in the especially, water in it earlier. 
Especially when he rescues... Because when Batman first finds him, he's presumably just been hanging out in Dryland drinking yeah, for a while, which, that, which is fine. Was fine. But when he comes in with, like, the guy from the fishing ship, he's wearing a shirt, which appears to be wet, like he was swimming in it. And then he leaves and takes his shirt off, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> also, who keeps giving you shirts? I know, he must be, like, like just <laughs> in, like, debt from Old Navy, just buying tank tops. Do you have... Do, do you just have like a damp apartment somewhere in this room that you go to when you come out of the sea <laughs> with a bunch of old so t-shirts you throw no on? he wears them until he goes to get back in the sea then he's like "Ooh, this is wet i'm about to get in the water don't want that are we also supposed to have any care at all about like the like the norwegian woman that's like singing a song okay. to him as he swims away that was the start of four separate 30 to one minute long music scenes in which they play a full song with almost no sound other than the song. Yeah. It's very confusing Music, because it's in a language I don't speak, so I have no clue what she's saying. Um, I can't hear, I don't know what she's saying. It's supposed to have some sort of meaning. She creepily smells his sweater, and then they just keep singing, but no one explains what the fuck it means. So it's just a scene I have no context for. <laughs> Yeah, it's like weird music video stuff. I, I can't think of a scene in a movie, in most movies, especially superhero movies, where there's like a full, like a full, like music, like a full length song with lyrics yes, that's yeah. really I mean, identifiable by, by a, 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 a identifiable artist. In this case, I think the one I saw was like Nick Cave. Like, like it's so there, weird. Yeah, there's a song I, they, they play during an Aquaman montage when he's like slowly walking out to the docks and it's 30 to 40 seconds worth of the song. It's, it's very long and he's walking 75 feet. So he is moving so slow and they're playing this and then he swims for a little bit. And I was just like, what is going on? And it's like an actual song, like with lyrics, you know, usually don't see that in sort of like grand scale movies. They usually are all like soundtrack. The last superhero one that had one that stands out in my mind as being really confusing is definitely uh, the Hallelujah playing during the Watchmen yes. movie sex scene. Very weird. <laughs> which is, which I have to be clear, not a good example. Yeah, but then <laughs> of that being done that right. One, then there's a scene where they show Lois and she shows up every day at the Superman memorial and they're playing like yep. the songs. Like that one in particular is really bad. It's not. It's really just. It's not a good song. And it's not identifiable, which is really weird. Usually when they play a song in a movie, you know, seven times out of ten, usually you've at least heard of the song or recognized the artist by their voice. I have no clue who this person was, to the point where I thought, I should look this up and see if this person is just related to Zack Snyder. <laughs> like, like, it's his niece or something. Huh. And then there was one more. It's, it's, it's Bill Snyder. I huh? forget when the last one was, but there's a fourth one, because I was marking them down as they were going, because they just kept happening. And I was like, this is insane. There's maybe seven minutes worth of this movie is just music playing, with not like in a montage. Like, I would accept if it was a montage, you know? Like, oh, like you know some weird montage and they're all doing something fine you got me i love a good montage with a with a, a music cue it's literally just people doing actions while songs play with no sound effects of the actions yeah so you're literally just I listening have, to a song i have read that people weren't thrilled with sort of like a lackluster uh 
kind of a Zimmer soundtrack that was in the first one. I had read that at least in a couple of places. I had obviously not watched it myself. And like some of the original soundtrack stuff in this one, that's not just weird <laughs> songs for pulled from somewhere. Um, we're actually by um, uh, a, 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 an artist that uh, that has done some cool work. Uh, I mean, I hate his name, Junkie XL. Um, he did all the the music the music for Fury Road, which is pretty fucking mm-hmm. excellent. So it's like I, I guess they they changed that, but then I, I don't remember any of those original songs. All I can think of in my head are like the like, it's just like a slow motion Nick Cave song. Well, like, Aquaman takes his shirt off for the fifth time, and I'm like, what are we doing? Is and this? it's so long. Like, that's the thing. is like, I remember the music cue, not because it was good, but because it was so long. Like, I'm having a hard time remembering good music cues in other movies because they blend so well with the movie, I right. don't really recall yeah. them. Like, I mean, a good example of when it works well is Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's because those music things are built into the plot so it makes sense for there to be songs all the time yeah yeah for sure it's just very weird uh um i I was gonna say uh oh go ahead no i i I was just i was gonna actually start to wind us down oh yeah i was just there was just a couple of things i thought of i was just reading back through my notes it'll be a quick lightning round of weird things um why does superman when he yells Instead of when he's dying and in pain, it's not, ah, it's, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> like, who, when they're dying, yells, stops, yells, stops, yells, stops, yells, in an equal intervals. Because, like, you can see the sound waves com- coming off of him. He starts, stops, starts, stops, starts. And I was like, that's, why isn't it one it protracted was- yell? It, it would have been embarrassing if his last, like, as he died, as he was, like, impaled with the Kryptonian spear, was just like, ooh, ow, ow, ow. Yeah. Ouch, ouchie, ouchies. Ouchie. <laughs> that stings. I'm going to feel that in the morning. Morning. <laughs> and then uh, we get the weird and, and, frankly, pointless scene where we have to show Wonder Woman being a hero, which is fine, but it doesn't fit in this film. You don't need to explain she's a she, hero. She's already a she, and she got a movie already. Yes. And also, why, why not just have it be like the parademons attacking someone or something? Well, like, why not have it tethered to the there's plot? There's two things that are really bad about this scene. And one of them is really minor, but it made me laugh really hard. Um, a guy gets out of a van carrying a briefcase. He knocks on the van. Eight guys with guns get out. He walks up towards a building where there's a guard. The guard is looking directly at the vans where all the men with guns got out. He's like, oh my yeah. god, guys with guns... And lets the guy he just saw tell them to get out of the van walk past it. <laughs> I was like, this guy's the worst fucking security guard. He just saw everything right, that man. happened. They're 12 feet apart from him. But then her, like, bullet blocking in these scenes is fucking terrible. Like, it goes from it's super slow mo- silly. like motion to her moving, like, ultra fast and in really poorly done CGI. So, it, like, it looks really unnatural in the sense that, like, I think when you make these kind of movies, you have to make the unnatural things people could do because they're superhuman still look natural because then it grounds them and it makes them, you know, like when the Hulk grabs somebody by their face and like slams them into the ground, it looks real because if you were big enough to do that, that's how you would do it. Your hand would go, you know, they capture the motion of a person doing a similar act. This is just like, I want her to spin backwards and then midway through start spinning another direction. You're like, no, that doesn't look right. And then it just makes it look really fake. And this is really bad. 
And she proceeds to take forever when she walks in, just slowly watching everyone in like a really long scene. And then she throws the box up. And thank God that guy was the slowest terrorist in the history of the world. Because like he loads his gun. He slowly puts it up. He raises. And he says, all right, now I'm going to kill you guys. And then he raises. And he really aims. It's a mass of people. Why is he aiming? <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're one and a half feet away from him. And then she shows up. And she takes so long to fight him. And then when she finally beats him, she blows up part of the building. And sends debris raining all over every cop in the street. I was like, oh, I don't think you guys understand how heroic moments work. It's not, let's endanger extra people. (laughs) And then, horrible advice. A little girl says, can I be like you when I grow up? And she says, you can be anything you want. No, she can't. She cannot stop bullets. Don't tell that girl she can stop bullets. Don't tell girls she's going to die. Stop bullets. With gold bracelets. It yeah, work. like you're sitting. I mean, I, I get it. Women can do anything they want, except for be born metahumans. <laughs> if they, if they weren't already, the boat sailed. Same for guys. You either got it when you start, or you don't. But yeah, those are just some things. And then, I do you think the nuclear power plant was supposed to be Chernobyl? Yes, that was the gist I got from that. Why yeah. didn't they say that? Because at first, I wasn't paying attention, and he lands. He's like, ah, good. And he starts turning a nuclear reactor into this thing. And I was like, wait, wouldn't people notice that a nuclear reactor just went offline? Also, people monitor it's... Chernobyl still, because, you know, there's yeah. still radium and shit there. Uranium's still in there, slowly there's, decaying. There's also, do- there's also a dome over it yes. now, I think. But anyway. Yeah, he yeah. basically lands as if, like, the power plant's still there and everybody was like, well, we'll just, it's fine. Just, it's cool. Somebody locked the door on your way out. <laughs> but I thought that was hilarious. And then the only other note I had was just the, like, the Rube Goldberg machine necessary to get that truck to be ready to hit Fleisch's hopeful girlfriend. Uh, who drops a burger on the floor of their semi-truck and then tries to pick it up to eat it again? <laughs> like, that was so, and then he's down there for in the movie a minute and a half i don't care how bad you are at driving nobody looks down while they're in the middle of a city for a minute and a half while they're driving and just thinks i'm sure there's no red lights <laughs> it was just so dumb i was like why can't people just come up with simple ways to make these things happen why do they all have to be like uh you know final destination where it's like eight you know absurd things have to occur just so one person can be hit by a car yeah and then she's not even it's not even that the truck now hits her now it's that the truck is going irresponsibly through a red light while she is distracted, uh, uh, oogling, By oogling looking at uh, Barry Allen. Not to be offensive to Barry Allen, but a pretty average-looking motherfucker. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if it was, like, Aquaman, he was in there taking his shirt off, I get you, you know what I mean? But this just looks like a lot of white dudes in Star City or whatever, If that, I think that's where he's at. And then again, again, after all of that, and I guarantee you that if we watch the rest of this movie, Iris is not going to reappear. Nope. I don't think I don't think she's a component of this film. We just spent time watching her fly in slow-mo while hot dogs flew near her head. And it wasn't for any purpose. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I, uh, yeah. It'll anyway. be interesting to see the rest of this movie. I, I told Ben I watched this in sort of chunks. Like, I watched, like, each sort of part on its own. And at the end... I almost was like, boy, this is actually not that bad because, like, I'm I'm sort of interested to see, oh, something's finally going to happen. And then I realized, no, wait, this is bad because I just said something's about to happen and I'm an hour and 45 minutes into a movie. Like, I'm yep. just now being like, thank God, I can't wait to see what is essentially the film I thought I was starting two hours ago. Yeah, it's the, the, the film. The film was about to begin. 
Um, but uh, in contrast, this episode is about to come to an end, mm-hmm. and it won't. And it, but it will have a part two, just like yes. Zack Snyder's. We will, film. we will watch the second half of Zack Snyder's Justice League next week. Uh, it's on HBO Max if you have HBO Max or if you want to sign up for a free subscription and watch it. Um, so far, I would say it's probably not worth it unless you own HBO Max. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you own HBO Max and you either, like us, had never seen it and this is your attempt to see it, there's obviously more t- to grip onto in this movie, even if it is, you know, irresponsibly strung together or deserving of its own film um, so far. Uh, but I think most of the people that are enjoying this film are people who watched the original with high hopes and had those hopes dashed. <laughs> like, I think this is like a retribution in some way. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see it. I, I don't see it as like a, a, a successful recreation so far. I, I but, feel like this um, is a mo- like, this is one of those things where it's like the people who wanted it, he could have released the exact same movie and they would have been like, it's a masterpiece because they were just so invested in getting it released that now, no matter what, it can do no wrong. And then everybody else is going to be like, what a piece of shit. Even if they didn't, even if they somewhat enjoyed it, just because it's like the fashionable thing to either love it or hate it. And so I feel like reviews are pretty much pointless for this. And people are like, oh, they'll keep making these. And it's like, you would be insane to make more of these movies because it's, it's still, at least as of right now, not a good movie. But join us next yeah, week. I- for the exciting second half <laughs> yes exciting we need to oh yeah definitely oh our part our will money. be exciting i meant the second half of Jesus. justice league in which i'm hoping we get a, you know extra backstory for characters that'll never get movies because warner brothers is mad at the actor uh, so obviously also once we're done doing part two um there will inevitably be a fallout between pogues and i in which i forced him to cut a lot of his uh his jokes so obviously there'll be a pogues cut of this episode oh, yeah. that we're it'll, doing it'll so be, keep your eyes it'll on be five hours long it'll be mostly me doing a, <laughs> a, a really questionable accent <laughs> but not what you think we won't, we won't spoil what yeah we won't spoil what it that is pogues guy really went after germans for some reason <laughs> really went after that out of context. <laughs> it just seems out of place. Were there any Germans <laughs> in Justice League? All right, well, join us next week.